started. Good evening, everybody. So uh, tonight, we'll, uh, as as usual, we'll ask two questions. You'll tell me which one you would like to uh, to discuss, um, and uh, yeah, and we'll go with that. So here are the two shaylas. Uh One shayla came up earlier this week. A young couple moved into a uh, to a neighborhood, uh, to Riverdale, not far from here. Familiar with it? Yeah. So a young couple moved in, and they uh, they recently married, and they're trying to furnish their apartment. And they got somebody got on this WhatsApp chat where uh, people, when they're throwing out furniture, they just post, you know, getting rid of this. If anyone wants to come pick it up, we're uh, we're throwing it out. Otherwise, you know, the garbage man will come. To, well, you know, the sanitation workers. PC over here. Sanitation workers are going to come. Uh, are going to come pick it up. So, uh, so they put on the chat. Someone put on the chat. We're throwing out two cabinets. So the young couple was very excited because they need cabinets for their dishes and dish towels. I'll say, right? So they uh, so they they went to go pick up the cabinets. And the person was throwing them out as uh, was a front person. And they said, oh, by the way. Um, you know these. It's funny that you know what that we had these two identical cabinets. One of them is actually is actually quite holy. We used it as an Oran Kodesh because we host an egalitarian minion in our basement every uh, every Shabbos. I guess that's the Riverdale version of a shtibel. Um And <laughs> so that, but, uh, we we host an egalitarian minion in our in our basement every Shabbos, and uh, we use one of these as an Oran Kodesh. So. Uh, so, so you know the the young fellow who's picking it up said, "Which one?" You know, he wanted to know which one might have kedusha to it. So they said, "I don't know. They're identical. I don't remember which one. <laughs> they, they look exactly the same." But one of them, one of them was an Aaron Kodesh. So now the guy wanted to know, "Am I allowed to use this for my dishes and my dish towels? Am I allowed to use either of them? Am I allowed to use both of them? Can I just choose one? How does it work exactly in terms of the status of Tashmishe kedusha of an Aaron Kodesh?" Agav, I should mention that uh, at least once a month I get the shaila from a shul or a minion that has had something that they've used as an Aron Kodesh and now they're upgrading their own Kodesh and they want to get rid of the old Aron Kodesh. That is a nightmare uh, because it has to be buried <laughs> and uh, it's not easy to bury a giant Aron uh, Kodesh. I remember when uh, Halb moved campuses from Long Beach to, uh, to Woodmere, people who don't know that they were once in Long Beach. They're like, why are they called the Hebrew Academy of Long Beach instead of Woodmere? Because for many, many decades they were in Long Beach. So when they moved campuses, they had this big, big old piece that was an Aron Kodesh in their old building. And uh, I think Rabbi Willock told them they had to bury it. Um, so, uh, so that's uh, not 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 partial. So anyway, so that is Shaila number one. Shaila number two just came today. Uh, someone asked the following. Um, I'm sure you've all seen the... Um, Jed. What? Did Jed ask the Shaila? Which one? The Minion Shaila. What? The Minion Shaila. The Minion Shaila. What, what was the Minion Shaila? Did I miss a good one? Okay. So, uh, so <laughs> Jed asked me something today. I don't remember what it was. Okay. So anyway, so the uh, the the uh, the other Shaila someone asked today is a much scarier Shaila actually. Um, I'm sure you've seen what's been going on on college campuses across the United States. Um, you know, it should be noted that it's not every college campus uh, and it's not every college president that's been as spineless and uh, and awful as the Ivy League college presidents. Um, the, our our president has been working tirelessly to get a group of uh, college presidents throughout university presidents throughout the country to sign on a letter, essentially uh, saying that you know we stand uh, against Hamas and uh, with. 
either way you put it, is with Israel and Palestinian civilians who are under the horrible rule of uh, Hamas. Didn't, didn't note in a footnote that they voted for Hamas, but anyway, they that uh, that that uh, um, you know, and, uh, and 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 he got like a hundred university presidents to sign on to this. But anyway, in the Ivy Leagues and in you know, right here in Colombia, it's a pachad. You know, Colombia University is an absolute pachad. I was talking to a Talmud the other day who's in Harvard Law School, and he said it's terrifying. Meaning that he's in his third year law school. The guy, one of the guys he studied with for the first two years of, of law school is posting pro-Hamas things on the internet which means if you think about it that the guy said like if I'd be visiting Israel and I'd be murdered in a terror attack he would cheer my murder he would you know say that I deserved it and he would cheer my murder so I've been studying with someone who would prefer me dead than alive and would be public about cheering my death uh, you know, which is essentially what every single one of these demonstrators are saying. Whether many of them explicitly, explicitly, and uh, all of them implicitly. So anyway, they're, they're dealing with this pachy. I'm sure you saw Cooper Union and NYU. All these places. Are, it's a tremendous, tremendous pachy. So someone had the following shaila. He's on a, uh, a college campus somewhere, and there are people demonstrating. Hundreds of people just marching through the entire campus, screaming. You know, their chant. From the river to the sea, Palestine will be free, which it means that we'll all be dead. And uh, and and someone, and he was like on the side or something. And someone came over to him, grabbed his shirt, and said, "Are you a Jew?" So he wanted to know. I mean, he didn't like call. He didn't say, "Hang on one second, I gotta ask a um, He he wanted he wanted to know: Was he allowed to say no? Is he allowed to deny being Jewish in that uh, in that context? Okay, so these are our two shilas. So uh, let's take a vote. Uh, the holiest dish cabinet and denying Jewishness to save your life. All those who want to talk about the holy dish cabinet. <laughs> really? Passionate. Honestly? I'm very passionate about Pesachim <laughs> You are very passionate about Pesachim Kedusha. That is amazing. Uh, all those who want to talk about um, denying Jewishness to save your life, a very serious topic. Okay, it seems like a pretty overwhelming uh, Majority, you'll have to wait for the Tamil Alakha next week. Um, on the Zoom, it's been unanimous as well. Okay, um, I, just for, people always ask me, did you actually prepare the other shear? It's prepared. My notes are here. It's, uh, it's ready to go. But okay, so let's um, let's talk about this interesting Shiloh. Um Just as a uh, you know knee jerk reaction, you allowed to say no? You're not allowed to say no. What do you think? Of, of course, right? I mean, why of course? It's because nefesh. I'm going to kill you. He's he's chanting that he wants you dead. He's chanting that he wants every Jew dead. And he grabs you and he says, "Are you a Jew?" If you say yes, that's you know you now just gave him a target, right? I mean, it could definitely be pikuach nefesh. Okay, so here's the problem. Um, first of all, this is not the first time in history this has come up, right? Obviously, uh, anti-Semitism is nothing new. Um, it wasn't that long ago that there was a Holocaust. And uh, anyone who was uh, fortunate enough to be fair-skinned and blonde-haired, uh, w- if they got the right papers um, that claimed that they, you know, that, that verified their non-Jewishness, um, were oftentimes were able to escape death as a result of that. So there were lots of shailus. If you look in Shuvas Mimamakim from Rabbi Mashri, there were lots of shailus about that. You know, in that in that context, can you get false papers that say that you're a Christian, or is that uh, is that usher to do? Now, here's why it's not Pashut. 
I'm going to read you a halacha in Shulchan Aruch. I'll read it slowly so you don't miss any any word of it, but it's not a hard halacha to translate. Your Deosim and Kufnan Zayin Sif Beis, you could look it up. Asur la adam lomar shehu goy kidei shelo yaharguhu. Hard to argue with that one, right? Meaning it says, Beferish in Shulchan Aruch, it is prohibited for a person to say that he is a guy so that people will not kill him. That's the Allah in Shulchan Aruch, black and white. Now, the obvious question is what's the obvious question over here? The Torah says, and we know we have a, a Sugim Sech Sanhedrin elsewhere in Shas as well, that there are only three Averos that are Yahar Gvalyav. We have Avadzara, we have Gilear Rayas, we have Shvichus Dam. There may be more. There may be more. What else might be on the list? Other than those three that are Yahar Gvalyav? tells us over there and embarrassing some of those publicly which by the way is always like astonishing when you think about that right how often you know let's let's say not now but let's say when we were in high school right how often would we say something that would embarrass our friends or whatever or something like that in the social setting you know uh, he likes the same girl as you and you want to embarrass him that you know how often would someone just uh, say something like, now picture someone comes over to you puts a gun to your head and says, call your friend a derogatory nickname that will embarrass him, or I will put a bullet through your head. So according to one day in Rishon, two days in Rishon, actually, you have to say, uh, I'm willing to That's a, a, a thing I'm willing to die for, rather than to embarrass somebody publicly. Wild. But there is such a sheet in Rishon. Do we pass in that way? Okay, a good discussion to have, but that's a sheet in Rishon. What else might be on the list? So, yeah. Uh, any chil Hashem, public chil Hashem, anything that publicly uh, is chil Hashem might be on the list. So, is it, so okay. Another one that might be on the list is stealing. But the comment of Samach, Machlok's Rashi Tosos, the Gemara over there says that David uh, Melech, in order to save himself, had to burn down a field. But he uh, went to ask, sent to ask the Sanhedrin um, something. So the Shaila is, what was his Shaila? And the response that he got back was, for normally would, it would not be good, but you're melechata, so you could do whatever you want. So the shaila is, what was he asking and what was the answer? So he might have been asking, um, am I allowed to burn down the field or do I have to die? Am I allowed to cost somebody else money or do I have to die? And the answer is, normal person would have to die rather than cost, damage someone else's property, but because you're a melech, you're allowed to burn down people's fields. Or, or the other way to learn it is that he was saying that, that the response was, of course, you're allowed, he wasn't asking, am I allowed to burn down the field? He's asking, once I burn down this field, do I have to pay for it? And they were saying, a normal person, everyone is allowed to burn down the field. A normal person would have to pay for it. But because you're a king, you wouldn't have to pay for it. Right? That's Machlok's Rashi Tosvos, and that's the Machlok as whether it's actually Yaharik Val Yavar. Okay, let's go through them. When you say, I am a, if someone grabs you by the, by, by the shirt and says, are you a Jew? And you say, I am a guy, right? Is that a violation of stealing? No, it's not stealing. Is it a violation of Malm Prechaver Brab? It's not Malm Prechaver Brab. Is it a violation of Shvichas Damim? It's not Shvichas Damim. No one dies when you say that you're a guy. Is it a violation of Gilea Rayas? No, and it's nothing like sleeping with an Asia's ish, right? Is it a violation of Avodazara? So that's the closest one, right? So where does this come from exactly? Um, the Rush in Masech Savod Zara, uh, Parak Beis Os Dalid, says that um, based on Yerushalmi, that the Rush says that there's a Yerushalmi that if you read it in a certain way, you might get the impression 
that you're allowed to lie about being a guy. Um, and he says, "Ain l'dakdek mikan sheimutul Yisrael lomar guy who kadesh loyarguhu divadei kofer beikarhu." He says, "Do not, do not derive from here that you're allowed to say you're a guy in order to avoid getting murdered, because it is a kofer beikar to do so." V'kivan shrotz in lahargo im lo yapoch ledasam via ovid of adzar kamosam that since they want to kill you if you do not change your religion and become an ovid of adzar like them vadai kisha omer goyhu. When you say that you're a guy, you are being moded to their religion, and you're being makabel their god. In fact, the Truma Sadashan writes, That if a person is moded by it's it is a form of avodazara. Now, obviously, it's not actually avodazara, but it would at least qualify as what? And Abizrayu of Avodah we know that the Yaharik Valyavers are not only those Averos themselves, but it's any offshoot of those Averos, which includes Abizrayu, meaning uh, what would be an Abizrayu of, uh, there's a famous Gemara in Sanhedrin about Abizrayu of Gilu Arayos, that even if you're not going to actually commit the Gilu Arayos, but you're going to uh, just, uh, you know, uh, look at the woman uh, when she's undressed, or you're going to look at, or you're going to speak to her in an inappropriate way, or something like that. All of that's Yaharik Valyavar, all of it, because it's an Abizrayu of of, uh, of Gileariah. So this is an Abizrayu of Avodazara. Now, what's the Yerushalmi? What's, what, what did the Yerushalmi said that would make you think otherwise? So the, uh, the Yerushalmi in the second part of Avodazara says that you can't have Yichud with a guy because he might kill you. You shouldn't be alone with an Ovid Kochavim, shouldn't say a guy, with an Ovid Kochavim because he might kill you. And a woman shouldn't have yichud with an ovid kochavim because Rachman al he might rape her. And, and, and that's what the Yerushalmi says. Then the Yerushalmi says, why is the reason for a man not good enough for a woman also? Meaning he said, a man shouldn't be alone with an ovid kochavim because he might murder you. A woman shouldn't be alone with an ovid kochavim because he might rape her. Why not the fact that he might murder her? Why do we need a new reason for a woman that we didn't say for a man? So Yerushalmi gives two answers. Answer number one, says Yerushalmi, is that it actually is not Sakonis Nefashos for the woman because they won't murder her. They will just, they'll, they'll keep her to have their way with her. But they will not murder her. So that's why you need another reason because the first reason doesn't apply to a woman. But then the second answer Yerushalmi says that a woman can save herself from getting killed by claiming to be a non-Jew. Um, and, uh, and and therefore she has a way out. She has a way out, but it's not going to help her with arayos. She can claim to be a non-Jew. They're still going to sleep with her. Whereas a man will never be able to get out of it by claiming to be a non-Jew, because the second uh, they, they, they they'll they'll strip him naked and they'll see his bris mila and they'll realize that he's a Jew. So any claim to be a non-Jew, they'll be able to see right through that claim. So he'll never be able to get out of it by claiming that he's a non-Jew. So the rush says, ooh, you might get from uh, this Yerushalmi. What impression do you get from this Yerushalmi, from the second answer of the Yerushalmi? That you're allowed to claim that you're a non-Jew and get out of getting murdered. The reason that a man is not allowed to have yichud with, uh, with an Ovid Chavim is because it's not going to work. That claim is not going to work, but he could try it. And for a woman, the claim will work, but it's just not going to prevent her from getting, from, from getting raped. So the Rush says that the Yerushalmi is not permitting a woman to claim to be non-Jewish. All the Yerushalmi is saying is that if she were to do that Avera of claiming to be non-Jewish, then, uh, you know, then, then she would still be in trouble anyway because of Arayos. But don't be medayik from there that you're actually allowed to make that claim. That's what the Rush says. 
the Orzarua in Sakman of Adazarasim Kufmem Gimel says, no, no, that's the Machlokas in the Yerushalmi. Two opinions in Yerushalmi. The first opinion in Yerushalmi holds that it's Asr to claim to be a non Jew. The second opinion in Yerushalmi says that it's, uh, it's Mutter. The Gra and the Valim of Yardea agrees that it's subject to Machlokas Yerushalmi. And uh, he says the Russian's explanation is Dachuk. But apparently in Shulcharach, we pass like the, the first day in Yerushalmi, which is more Machmir, and says that you're not allowed to claim to be a guy. Um, why wouldn't it be Abizrai? Now that we made such a strong case that it's Abizrai Davod Zara, what would be the Svara that it's not Abizrai Davod Zara? So perhaps the Svara is that what's Abizrai? What's a classic example of Abizrai Davod Zara? An offshoot of Davod Zara, it's Yarav Galiyavim. What's a classic example? So it's being misrape with Avodazara. Right? If you're using something that's Avodazara as a Rafua, there you're using the Avodazara itself. When you're using the Avodazara itself, that's an Abizrai of Avodazara. But if you're not actually using the Avodazara itself, you're just saying, I am an adherent to that, to that Avodazara. So maybe that's not an Abizrai of Avodazara. But again, we Paskin it is. Now, um, the Gemara Sanhedrin says, and uh, someone referred to this on the, I think someone here referred to it, and someone referred to it on the uh, Zoom chat over here, that Afilar Araksa de Masani, one would have to give their life for it. That even if the guy tells you you have to change your shoe style, shoelace style, or shoe straps to reflect the shoe straps of the non Jews, um, you'd have to give your life in, in, rather than do that. So the Mukha Yosef writes that that's only when the goal is to change your religion. But if the goal is not to change your religion, it's just uh, stop. You're dressing in a way that uh, Jews don't dress. You just stop. You put on a baseball cap, you know, so that you, so you won't be easily recognizable as a uh, as a Jew, because that always works, um, you know. So uh, so so uh, if that's if that's all you did, that's not a violation. That's not um, that's not that's not a vodzara. Um, it seems, by the way that the Gedolim in the times of the Holocaust did not view it to be a Shas Hashmad because we just said that every time that whenever there's a Shas Hashmad when they're trying to convert you everything becomes Yarad Val now in the Holocaust where people if people would ask a Shaila am I allowed to be Machal Shabbos to save my life what's the answer? yes am I allowed to eat non-kosher to save my life they say the Kleisenberg Rebbe didn't eat non-kosher for the entire Holocaust which he passed in for other people it's usher to be Machmir like that I mean, it's pikuach nefesh. Of course, you have to. It was a kadosh vitar beyond what we could ever imagine, uh, beyond anything we could ever. Imagine. You, you ever hear of Asher Weiss talk about his Rebbe? It's unbelievable. Um, but anyway, the, uh, the the of course you're allowed to. But wait, I thought b'shas hashmad, uh, everything becomes yarag valiavar. Elamai, all the poskim assume that's not a shas hashmad, and that might be our heter over here. That might be our heter over here to the, for the guy on the college campus. Why is it not a shas hashmad? What is a Shas Hashmad? So Shas Hashmad is that they want to convert you, that they want you to say that you are a Christian, or they want you to say that you are whatever, whatever it is, a Muslim. Even though the Rambam says that Islam is not a Vodazara, Rav Shachter often points out, Islam is not a Vodazara for a non-Jew, but for a Jew, it's an Avodazara Lanu. It is a foreign uh, form of worship, and it would be a Vodazara for a Jew to practice Islam. For a non-Jew, it's not a Vodazara. In, in fact, yeah, it's not just not a Vodazara, meaning um, because it's a monotheistic re- religion, there are many posts that hold that when in a Muslim prays, you have to view that as an actual tefillah, as a real tefillah, 
even so far as to say, some of the posts say, even so far as to say that if a Muslim is praying, you're not allowed to walk in front of him. You know the halacha, you're not allowed to walk in front of a person davening Shmona Esrei, because you uh, or you're, uh, or you're, you're going to disrupt him, you're going to, you're going to distract him. There's something saying you know, if the guy's on the carpet in the airport and he's doing his thing, you're not allowed to walk in front of him. Some poskim say. I think uh, uh, you know there are those that that suggest that you're not allowed to destroy a mosque because if you destroy a mosque, you're destroying a base tefillah, which begs the question, like what's the plan? <laughs> you know, there's a big mosque where we plan on building something else. You know, so okay, but there there are those that say that uh, that, that that you have. Uh, Meaning, mamish Yishmael. I just pointed this out. I spoke to kids from Frisch just about uh, an hour ago. Uh, the name Yishmael, nice name or ugly name? It's a beautiful name. Yishmael belonged to a very ugly person, but it's a beautiful name. It, he became he became who he became despite his name, not because of his name. And his name is a reflection of a certain koach And the only way to defeat Yishmael is through the koach hatfila. Chaim Vital writes that already. The, other, the fourth Golos is Golos Yishmael and the only way to defeat them is through Kolach HaTvila Rabbi Breidowitz explained I thought so beautifully, I mean horribly but beautifully, that it's horrible that he had to explain this, but he explained it beautifully that almost any other enemy, there's a natural way that you can imagine defeating that enemy, but with Yishmael it doesn't work meaning, he said there used to be a thing in, called the Cold War in the United States, between the United States and the Soviets and we were the two. The, these two superpowers had the largest nuclear arsenals in the entire world, right? And we knew that there's no way the Soviet Union is ever going to fire a nuclear weapon at the United States, nor vice versa. Why? Because we both had enough nuclear weapons to wipe the other off of the face of the earth, literally. So it was mutually assured destruction. Mutually assured destruction avoids is what helped avoid war all those years, an actual war all those years. What do you do with an enemy, though, that doesn't mind dying? What do you do with an enemy that celebrates death and says so explicitly that, you know, while the Jews are in shul saying every month we want a chayim shal bracha, chayim shal parazah, chayim shal yershamayim, chayim, 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 what do you do with an enemy that says death, die a martyr, and like that's the goal. There's no natural way to beat an enemy like that. The only answer is tefillah. Right? That's that's what Yishmael represents. So now, there are a number of heterim to saying goyami. Even though the Shulchan says you're not allowed to say goyami. One heter is um, if you can manage to give the impression that you're a guy without actually saying that you're a guy. The Medrash Rabbah in Bereshis Parsha Pebei says, "Shnei Talmidim Yisrael Yeshua Shinu Atifasim B'Shas Hashmad." It was a Shas Hashmad where everything's Yarg Val Yavar, and they changed their Atifa, what they you know their their turban. Pagubem Shradiv Techadam Alem Im Atem Baner Shal Torah Tnu Nafshechem Alem. If you guys really believe in Torah, you have to be most nefesh for it. They made it a Baner Lama Atem Neragam Alem. So I'm a little Baner Anu Valer Anu Neragam Alem She'in Darko Shaladim La Abid Asatzmal Das. They said, look, we are, we are dedicated to Torah, we're just not ready to commit suicide. So the Shulchan Aruch in Yeridea writes, That if you change your clothing so that they won't recognize you, not that they come over to you and say, put on this kafia or I'm going to kill you, that you have to get killed for. 
But if you dress up in such a way that they shouldn't recognize that you're Jewish, that's mutter. Because you're not saying that you're a guy. Says the Ramah, V'afilu lovish klayim, even if you're wearing shatnas. V'alvgav dasu lomar shu gayim, V'kamokim yocha lomar, Lahem lashon de mishtama litrei apin. V'agayim yavinu shu omar shu gayim, V'uyichavin ledavar acher. V'chenim yuchalatosam, Shem sovam shu gayim, Shari. The Ramah then writes, and there's another way, there's another way. There's another hatter, and that is if you could say something that gives the impression that you're a guy without actually saying that you're a guy, or something that, that could mean two things. Where do we learn that trick of saying something that could mean two different things and that that's all of a sudden not considered a lie? Yaakov Avinu, right? Anochi, kama, esav b'charecha, or anochi esav b'charecha, right? So you're allowed to do that when uh, when they ask you if you're if you're a Jew. Uh, so those are the two, and what's the source of that? The source of that is the second heter again. So heter number one is you could dress in a way that implies that you're a guy. Uh, heter number two is you're allowed to say something that could be understood in multiple ways. Heter number two is based on the Gemara in the Dharma of Samach Beis. The Gemara says that a Tzorba banan could avoid paying a tax by saying Avda Denura Anna, that I am a servant of the God of Fire. So uh, in uh, the Torah Schayim on the Sechsevod Zara, he tells the story. He suggests that that phrase could be understood in multiple ways. That either you're an Ovid of Zara or it could mean something else. That you're an Evid for someone who is an Ovid of Zara. And he says that Kufar Shemati al Gadolech Me'akadmonim. I heard about one of the early sages Shashalu b'Shas Akzera im Yehudihu that they asked him at a Shas Kazera if he's a Yehudi. Veheishiv lehem Kenyud. Belashon Ashkenaz, which apparently in German, that somehow in, uh, in 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 German it meant that he's not a Jew, but he meant Belashon Hakodesh, Kain Yud, that MS Kain, yeah, I'm a Jew, but they didn't speak Belashon Hakodesh, they spoke German. So the same words in German that meant that he's uh, I don't speak German either, so I don't know which words in German would mean that. But the same words in German that would have meant that he's not a Jew in Hebrew mean that he is a Jew and that he's allowed to do. He's allowed to say such a thing. That's what the Torah Chaim says. But the big hatter for our days, Luchora, is uh, what Rav Ashawai said, and I later found in an article online by Rav Yaakovson from Shalavim, where he said the same, he made the same suggestion that to say that. What's the reason that it's considered an of Avodah to say that you're a guy? Because saying that you're a guy meant what were they asking in, in in the Middle Ages? What were they asking that the Shulchan Aruch was writing about when they asked you, "Are you a Jew?" What did they want to know? They want to know, you know, genealogically. You know, was your mother? No, what they yeah. Right, they want they want to know if you're a heretic. They want to know if you if you if you accept Jesus as your Lord and Savior. They want to know if you're you know that's what they wanted to know. They wanted to. Be, it was what does Shas Hashmad mean? That they're shmading you. They're turning you into over there the Zara. That's what a Shas Hashmad is. That's what the question was. Nowadays and in the times of the Holocaust, that was not the question. What's the question? Oh, what, what you know? What, what sort of gene pool are you from? You know, as Rav Salvechik wrote, the, the, the ashes of the righteous and the ashes of the, of the heretics were, were in birth in the same crematoria. Right? And, 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 and the people attending a uh, musical festival on uh, Shabbos Simchas Torah, did, did anyone test whether they believed in Yud Gimeli Kare Amuna or they believed in God at all? No, no one tested them for that. They're all Kedoshim now. 
but no one tested them for that. That wasn't the interest. The interest was just to murder anyone who was a Jew. So the people that are demonstrating for that are not really interested in what you believe. They're interested in, in, in are you a Jew? And if you're a Jew, they want you dead. So that's an entirely different thing than a Shah That's what Rav Asher Weiss suggested. That's what Rav Yaakov suggested also. And I think L'chora, it's a Dover Pashat that way. Because the, the, when you dig into the Marmakom of where it comes from, that you're not allowed to say that I'm a Jew, it's based on, it's based on that, that, that uh, Yerushalmi, um, where, where it's all about Shmad. The whole thing is about, uh, is about Shmad. So L'chora, in that case, it's not considered... Um, it's not considered to be Ovid Avodah If you look through Chuvas Mimamakim, you'll find that Rav Ashri has a few Chuvas like this. He contradicts himself, though, in some of the Chuvas. In one of the Chuvas, he sounds like he says that you're not allowed to say that uh, you're a guy. And another Chuva, he sounds like he says that you are allowed to say that you're a guy. So it's uh, not clear exactly uh, what he held. He discussed getting a non-Jewish passport or papers, and he was super machmir because he says the mitzvah of Kiddush Hashem demands Yarag Val Yavar. But in a different shuvah, he says that getting a fake passport is not a problem because the guy giving you the papers know they, knows that you're not really being modelav al dezara um, and using it is not a violation because you're not really saying anything when you use it. And like we said in Shulchan Aruch, in the Ramah says you could just present yourself without saying anything, and that would be uh, that would be permissible as well. Anyway, <coughs> Hashdus is this guy on the college campus when there's a demonstration going on and they grab him and they say, "Are you a Jew?" Pashtus is that it's mutter for him to say that he's not. Um, you know, one could argue w- what he should do. You know, whether maybe it's better to be proud and to stand up and to say, "Yes, I am a Jew." What are you going to do about it? And you know, I belong here as much as you do. Uh, but uh, you know, it's easy for me to say. Uh, you know, in, in that moment, uh, a lot harder to uh, to actually do. I don't want anyone to be late tonight, either. So we'll call it an evening now. And uh, next week, Pesach Shem, we'll be back.